What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Voices from the Planet. I am your host, Eric. Thank you again for joining me this week. This episode today, I am going to talk about what happened on January 13th, 2017. In the state of Hawaii. I'm sure, as all of you know by this point, on Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Hawaii Standard Time, people, the people of the great state of Hawaii, were rudely awoken, unless they were already awake, by the startling and disturbing warning message being sent to their cell phones of a nuclear missile, ballistic missile threat is imminent. Seek shelter immediately. This is not a drill. (sighs) What a fucking morning. So, this episode, I'm just gonna talk about that on the drive to pick up my one son, uh, my wife and my eldest had the day off because it's also Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, everybody. Um, so I got to drive the van again, which I haven't driven to pick him up in a while. So this will be a fun one. Probably be pretty short since it is a federal and state holiday. And there will be very light traffic to get to him so yeah like I was saying Saturday morning we have two kids the little baby wakes up pretty early usually so I think he was up around 630 and my wife woke up and they went downstairs and me and our eldest were sleeping upstairs thank you thank you thank you and um So he woke up around a little before 8 o'clock and wanted to go downstairs, but I wasn't ready to wake up yet, so I kicked him out of our room, and my intention was to go back to sleep, and it must have been just a few minutes after I laid back down that my mother-in-law, who lives with us, I can hear her yelling outside, Eric, Nicole! Eric, Nicole, Nicole, Eric, oh my god. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because I didn't get the fucking alert message on my phone, but that's because I don't have those emergency warnings turned on on my phone, but she had gotten the alert of the missile threat and, you know, seek shelter. So she's freaking out, running downstairs, telling us what's happening. Um, I don't know, it wasn't, I didn't freak out immediately, um, it was more a calm came over me, and I needed to just find out what was going on, so I flip on the news, I'm searching through all the news channels, and there's nothing on the news about the threat, nothing about the warning, usually when there's some sort of threat, even if it's flash flood warnings, 
what you get frequently here. A little scroll will go across the screen of your TV no matter what channel on channel you're on. It's civil defense, right? So they take over and just say, you know, seek higher ground, whatever, whatever. So there's nothing like that. I'm flipping through all the channels. Meanwhile, my wife and my mother-in-law are freaking out. Luckily, my mother-in-law is... Her freak out is... <coughs> excuse me. Is not a panic and lose all sense of yourself. She's very well prepared. So she gets my wife and the two kids and they get into the bathtub on our lower floor of our house. And obviously the baby isn't freaking out because he has no idea. But I was surprised that my older one didn't freak out. He initially didn't want to get into the bathroom and go in the tub with everybody. But, you know, he went reluctantly. So I put them all in there. Or I didn't put them all in there. They were all in there. And um, I'm out in the living room trying to find something on the news. Because they say if once a missile is launched, you have about 20 minutes before impact. So I figure I'm going to look and see what's going on. There's nothing on the news. So I get on social media, I get on Facebook, and I get on Instagram just to see if anybody else, like what they're saying, what's going on. And a bunch of people had posted that they got the message, the warning message on their phone. And But still there were, and also there were, there were no sirens. We just had a, a reinstatement of the the warning sirens to indicate if there is a nuclear bomb threat or any type of missile threat. And that's a different sounding siren than we normally hear for flash floods and that, uh, you know, emergencies of that nature. So I went outside. Uh, me and my mother-in-law actually went outside for a minute to see what was going on and see what was happening in our neighborhood. And our one neighbors who are actually in the process of moving out were out in their driveway loading up their pod with all their shit. And so we asked them, did you guys get the warning? And my mother-in-law, she does have a, a franticness to her voice and they were completely clueless. They were outside, they didn't have their cell phones on them so they had no idea that these mess, the warning was sent out. So we tell them and they go back in their house and so we go back in our house. But I'm still wanting to see what the fuck is going on. So then there's still nothing on the news. This is probably like 10, 15 minutes after the fact of the initial warning. But so they all get back in the bathroom. My son is saying he's hungry. My mother-in-law brought them in some of these like yogurt pouches. But I figured, fuck it. I gave my son a bag of cookies because... Fuck it, if we're going out, he fucking eat those cookies in the morning. Fuck it, I know we usually don't let him eat cookies for breakfast, but this is a special occasion. <laughs> so fucking throw him the cookies, he's happy. I go outside and I'm watching the skies. We live on the more western side of the island of Oahu. So where I'm looking is towards the west. Um, just kind of keeping an eye on the sky because I think myself that I'll be able to see something coming 
and be able to get in my house real quick in less than a minute and get in the bathtub with my family if something happens. But I'm not seeing anything. It's actually really calm and really quiet outside. None of my neighbors are panicking or grabbing their shit and getting in their cars, I guess. Maybe, I mean, the thing to do is to, if you're, wherever you are, just shelter there. But this whole thing is just, so then you start hearing that, I start seeing on social media that, you know, it was a false alarm, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Um, um, but still, there's been no conf- confirmation that it was a false alarm. The, so, But still, again, no sirens. Uh, one of my friends posted, you know, no sirens, no worries. But still, you want to be safe. Rather safe than sorry, right? Um, it wasn't until almost a little over 30 minutes later that the all clear came through that it was just a false alarm Um, initially the story was that somebody hit a wrong button and then with these types of things you'll start hearing all the different stories all the different reasons why it happened I think I heard somewhere that People were saying our system could have been hacked. Um, um, that it was a drill. And they accidentally hit the wrong button. All these stories. But the damage was already done. People were already traumatized. Um, I talked to my mom and my dad. And they were saying that well, I talked to my mom again today, and my mom was in a Weight Watchers meeting, and she said nobody there really panicked. One person just got up and left, but they just closed all the doors and the windows and stayed where they were. My dad was at home at his con- at their condo. Um, but really, what can you do? Like, I mean, it's a nuclear fucking bomb, man. A lot of people, I think, were traumatized by this. Some people took it upon themselves to hide their families in storm drains. People, there's now videos, a lot of cell phone videos of, like, Waikiki and the university here of people just running for cover. But, um, so... It was an error on the state part that indeed a wrong button was pushed and that message was not supposed to be sent out to the public. Uh, People are definitely going to fucking lose their jobs over that shit. People are already playing the blame game. Um, But I do think something needs to happen. The thing that was... So, I mean, after the fact that then the news finally started reporting on it and people are highlighting like this false alarm just highlights the fact that North Korea is a real threat and we need to have some sort of sit down and talks with the leadership of our country and North Korea 
to address the real threat of nuclear war. But my thing is, we needed, we should be sitting down. That's already a known thing. We should already be sitting down and trying to have talks to, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. But anyway, just try to eliminate the possibility of a nuclear war between our two countries. This false alarm has nothing to fucking do with the fact that North Korea has nuclear weapons and is a potential threat, especially to Hawaii, not not even to our other countries nearer to North Korea. But it took a while for everybody to calm down. And then the memes started coming out. And I had posted a thing like all these people making memes about the false alarm. I bet you guys weren't laughing 30 minutes ago or an hour ago. Because at one point there was a real fear like, oh, fuck, this might be it. This might fucking be the end. But we later on in the day, we found my mother-in-law found an article by an ex-military guy who put out this thing, this article, just kind of detailing what goes on in a nuclear attack and how fucking the blast radius is usually only six miles. So if you're outside of the blast range, then you're okay from that effect. It's the nuclear fallout and the radiation for the next 48 to 72 hours. That's a problem. Um, Also, that North Korea may have the capabilities to launch a rocket that could reach Hawaii, but they might not have the targeting ability to hit such a small patch of islands in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So it's, I mean, as even though the threat is real, that should be taken into consideration. And then he detailed all the things you need to have in order to be prepared for such an attack and what you need post-attack as far as water supply, food supply, uh, cash on hand because credit cards and debit cards aren't going to be working, especially if we were subjected to an EMP, which is electromagnetic pulse, which would just fry all the electronics. And I got to give it up and give props to my mother-in-law that she is well prepared for such an event. Um, We have a ton of fucking freeze-dry food and water stocked up. Weapons and protection is another issue. I mean, I got some, but post apocalyptic (laughs) fucking one of the real threats are going to be other people who aren't as well prepared as you who might take it upon themselves to come and take your shit because they ain't got their shit in order Um, but luckily my mother-in-law is very well prepared which makes us prepared because we all live together um And then 
later that day, I went to try and go figure out the issues with this fucking car because we still don't have a safety check or registration. Um, so I took care of the safety check. Uh, registration is another story. The I went by myself with my son and apparently I needed my wife with me. I did not have her there so we could not sign the paperwork to finalize the deal. So it's been over a month and we still haven't signed the paperwork for this fucking car. We initially signed some paperwork but come to find out it didn't go through blah 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 they had to get new financing from somebody else blah 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 whatever but this motherfucker the finance manager was supposed to meet up with us on Sunday or call us on Sunday um, to meet up and sign these paperworks and he did not call us at all and I don't have this guy's cell phone number to try and reach out to him and today's a holiday so I'm gonna try again tomorrow to figure out what the fuck we're gonna do hopefully get this paper signed and then Sunday I tiled the floor in my mother-in-law's bathroom so it's pretty quick how things went back to normal but now everybody if they weren't already is now living with the notion that we could be attacked at any time and how prepared are you and your family in case of such attack I mean a lot of people in Hawaii because we deal with hurricanes and all that kind of shit a lot of people are prepared in that sense but How many people are prepared for an actual attack? And we don't live with this, the the reality of like an actual attack the way some other people in other countries do. I mean, some people like in the Middle East, they get no warning and they're constantly being bombarded by bombs from other neighboring countries without warning. And you think about that, how lucky we are here to have even some sort of emergency alert system. Granted, as long as nobody's pushing wrong buttons that give us enough time to seek shelter, call your family if you need to, say you love them. Yeah. But... Definitely people are going to lose their fucking jobs over this thing. And people are already calling for the resignation of the mayor, which I don't think it's necessarily his fault. Um, The head guy of the Civil Defense Service is kind of shouldering a lot of the blame because it, it is his department, which I can understand. But... It just helps us to reevaluate our emergency procedures as far as disseminating the information to the public when such events happen. Um, I just found out today from one of my coworkers that apparently the dude who pushed the button is receiving death threats. The department itself is receiving threats. Which I don't think people need to go that far. That's a little excessive. There's no need to threaten other people's lives because a mistake was made. Granted, it was a mistake. Things happen. But threatening someone's life, I'm sure he feels as bad enough as it is already without having to get death threats. Um, but it's, it's surprising how quickly 
some sense of normalcy returns to our day-to-day lives. Uh, but for all the people who sent us well wishes during that time, I appreciate it. Thank you. We love you. Um, it's just crazy to think what an emotional roller coaster that was thinking that this is it and I'm one of the people who think like if there's gonna be a bomb I'd rather it fall on me and get it over with because to try to get by and survive with the after effects I mean what if you're seven miles out from where the bomb hits yeah the bomb blast is six miles but it's going to be a fucking shit show for a while after that. You might have to do some things for your family that you might not have dreamed of doing in order to protect your family. And it that part kind of freaks me out because we have little kids and they mean everything to me and I would do anything to keep them safe but what can you do when a bomb is about to drop on you and you live in a two story house not made of concrete and you don't have a bomb shelter to go to you know you hunker down you hug them and you kiss them you tell them you love them and you hope for the best And I'm I'm real interested to see what's going to happen coming up here in the next couple of days as more and more people start talking about it. Just to see how we grow from this, how our emergency systems change, procedures change, how we everybody's going to try and be better prepared. And what our government is going to do to address the fact that North Korea does pose a threat. And one thing I didn't like was how everybody was trying to politicize it. Like, I get it. It is a political matter, but I don't know. I don't want to say we shouldn't blame the president but I'm curious as to how much he influences a country like North Korea to actually attack our country. My mother-in-law keeps referring to Kim Jong-un as Little Rocket Man, and I don't think that's constructive because we're dealing with a psychopath with the capabilities of taking out entire cities. Like, he wouldn't even have to bomb America. He could send a nuke over to Guam. We have a ton of American military there. And I know one of our Hula sisters who 
is from Japan and has family in Japan say they live with that threat on the regular because when North Korea does their missile tests they shoot them into the ocean and a lot of times they fly over Japan and they get like two minutes notice before an impact would hit them so I gotta be grateful that we live as far away as we do and we're lucky that we have the amount of time that we do have to get prepared for whatever's coming and as far as the memes go it's not that I don't have a sense of humor um you know I like to laugh (laughs) but I just feel like masking your fear with humor is just a defense mechanism we should be open and be able to express ourselves if you are afraid fuck it you don't have to act tough like you weren't afraid one of my friends Kalei in response to my post about you know you making memes I bet you weren't laughing an hour ago he said yeah but I'm an asshole and he is so I mean I'm not mad at him I'm not mad at the people who made the memes I just think they need to check themselves because a lot of people were traumatized a lot of people's children were traumatized luckily my kids aren't really old enough to understand the weight of what was really happening during those 30 minutes Um, but a lot of kids are old enough and that's a scary reality we live in it's almost like a post 9-11 type feel in the air today because and yesterday because on that day we knew we were vulnerable and again we know now the stark reality that we here in Hawaii are vulnerable to an attack of this nature and I don't know, I just, I want to be able to explain to my son, but he's three and a half. I don't even know if he's going to really understand it. So I tried to talk to him about it um, without all the doom and gloom, but more along the lines that when mom and dad say there's an emergency and you need to do something that you need to listen and you need to do it right away. There's no time to dilly-dally because my son loves to take his time and sometimes does not appreciate the sense of urgency and when you have minutes to react and do what you need to do you need to just have your kids be in line and get with the program and we also learned that so it took 30 minutes for the official all clear to come out over 30 minutes but apparently a bunch of agencies already had knew that it was a false alarm within the first like 10 minutes of the initial the initial uh, you know threat warning but according to the news and stuff um, even though the initial warning was sent out in error they still need to go through the proper channels to verify that it is indeed a false alarm because it would be even worse 
for the state to issue an all clear and that not to be the case and people return to their daily you know lives and the bomb hits or something you know what i mean but i'm really i'm really hoping that that article that that guy that ex military guy wrote is true and that they can't like accurately pinpoint hawaii as small as it is it's a lot different than if they were like aiming for the mainland because it doesn't matter where you hit you just aim for the mainland no matter where you hit you're gonna hit a city or something right but because hawaii's so small there is a greater chance of it landing in the ocean somewhere but there's still the threat of the nuclear fallout and the aftermath depending on the way the winds are blowing and all that it was just crazy that day that morning and there was me outside watching the skies thinking i'm gonna see a bomb coming and having this sense of calm not freaking out not panicking but just kind of watching the skies and watching to look for some sort of rocket plume headed our way and it's it's scary because a lot of people didn't know what to fucking do there were some reports that guests in hotels were calling like staff to figure out what they should do and the staff didn't know what to tell them but so if I think the best thing you could do is if you're in a building like a hotel or an apartment building is to get in the fire stairway if it's enclosed hallways you know interior hallways get in the hallway get away from the windows close up your apartment close up everything so if is there, if there is nuclear fallout you can limit the amount that maybe gets into your house um one of our friends said they were covering up their the ac vents just in case you know it's like fuck there's so much to take into consideration for something like this stuff that we're not really thinking of on a daily basis because i mean how many of us thought that it could really really happen but now we all know that it can really happen and we're going to be a lot more prepared as a people here in Hawaii in case such an event takes place and yeah like I said you hunker down with your family if you're not with them you try to call them but you hope for the best and yeah But I just want to let all of you people listening know And those of you who reached out Thank you I love you guys Um, Hopefully something like this won't happen And we won't have to really be prepared for something like this and hopefully there can be some change where countries don't have to live with the threat of being obliterated with a nuclear bomb on a daily basis because I'm sure there are people out there that are still fucking freaking out even still because our reactions are so instinctual to freak out and panic and our adrenaline kicks in And it's hard to just kind of go back 
like, okay, well, it wasn't real. And you can't just calm right back down. I mean, I can really see how people could suffer from PTSD after even a false alarm like this. Because you, in your mind, you run through the worst case scenarios and you're mentally preparing and when it doesn't happen, you can't just switch off from that, you know? Alright, well, that's it for now. Um, I'm going to end it here. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I'll see you guys on the next episode. I love you guys. Peace.